Father, we come before the throne of grace. We yield, Pastor Abby, to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As you lie in there in this car, God, Lord God Almighty, we yield him because of Father. 2,000 years ago, you have died so that we may receive healing. Now he has a pain on his hand. He doesn't understand where it comes from. God, we come before the throne of grace and we receive the healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare First Peter 2.24 upon his life that he is healed with Jesus' wounds. That is healed with Jesus' stripes, according to Isaiah 53, verse 5, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You, Satan, you have no power over, Pastor Abi. We, we command you and cast you out in Jesus' name. Devil, take all the pain in that body, for that body belongs to God and is a temple of the living God. And he is God who is above all things. We receive his healing on his behalf in the name of Jesus. Demons, get away and get lost in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For yours is the kingdom of God, the power and the glory, and we thank you for healing him. We thank you that his healing has come. We declare it for Mark eleven twenty four says that when we pray, at the time we pray, we have received. And God, we believe it and we have received it, the healing upon his life in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We may, you may be seated. Now, my name is Tapelo Makotwe. I'm from... Um, a small village in Rustenburg called Maviskram. Uh, I grew up in a small village in Bretz called Mudikwe. And um, shortly after that, I came, after my matric, to Johannesburg. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven years later, I got married to my wonderful, beloved Kiavitsui. And we are blessed with two children. So I guess you already know that. But you know, when you are being trained to preach, you are being trained to also uh, learn how to introduce yourself. So that people are not amazed. You know, they always call you, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. And uh, you, you are not any of the macaroni or spaghetti. Uh, but... <laughs> Because I need a macaroni is pasta. And a maspaghetti, they call them pastas. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, uh, we're going to go into the word of God without any waste of time. God is good, amen. amen. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, amen. God is good. Amen. Say, are you ready to hear the word of God? Amen. amen. <laughs> now, the... I'm going to talk about the subject called the becoming the imitators of God. Hallelujah. Becoming the imitators of God. When you read the Bible, you realize that um, everybody has sinned because of Adam. Amen? Now, Adam sinned before God because he was disobedient to God. Now, that tells you that the sin that God is talking about when he say you are a sinner, that's when you are disobedient to him. Hallelujah. 
And when you are disobedient to him, that means you are not living life how he wants you to live it. Amen. And that is why the Bible um, also teaches us that Jesus came to the world and his plan or his purpose to come to the world was for us to be able to reconcile to God so that God is able to bring us back to himself. Hallelujah. There he's calling Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. So, so it, it, is, it is exactly what Jesus was here for. His plan was to reconcile us back to the Lord. Hallelujah. But now this time, he, he did not just reconcile us just to be there. He reconciled us so that we may be the imitators of God. So in other words, you may come into the presence of the Lord the way you are. But as soon as you come in in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, in the kingdom of God, in, in this salvation we are walking in, immediately you need to start pursuing becoming an imitator of God. That is why I don't understand why people come into the house of the Lord and they want to remain the same. How do you remain the same if you have met this Christ? Because you see, when you meet this Christ, he changes the way you do things. He changes the way you think. He changes the way other things are happening in your life. Because of you see, when you enter into the kingdom of God, you become an imitator of God. Some of you, you won't have to preach the gospel to people. They will just look at how you live your life and they will see God in your life. You won't even have to say to them, I am born again. They will actually ask you, are you born again? Because of the imitation that you portray, or you portray in front of the people. Hallelujah. Because if you read the book of Genesis chapter 1, which, you know, it's debatable. Because of, uh, now I'm saying, Genesis chapter 1 is not the first book. That, was, that, that tells us about the beginning. But the book that tells us about the beginning is John chapter 1 verse 1. Because it tells us about the beginning before the beginning. Hallelujah. No, you, let, let's read it. Let's read John chapter 1 verse 1. Let's read John chapter 1 verse 1. And you, 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 you can hear what I'm saying. Because before God created heaven and earth, he created he was there before heaven and earth. And he was there before earth was formed. And because of John will tell us what was happening before earth was formed. Now this is what he says. He says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. Barcelona, listen. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He says, verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Let's read that again. All things were made through him. Who? The word. Who is the word? God. Which God was the word? Because of you see, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Which one of them was the Word? And it says, all things were made through him. 
Without him, nothing was made that was made. Who got the word? And the Bible says in verse 4, in him was life. I want you to underline the word life. In him was life. And verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness. Whoa, 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 whoa. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Underline the word light and underline the word darkness. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then uh, we're going to jump to verse number, let's see, let's see which verse is there. 14. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. Barcelona, who became flesh from heaven? Jesus became flesh. So that means the word was Christ in the beginning. That means Jesus existed before he came to the world. And the Bible says that him, the word, became flesh and dwelleth among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the one only begotten of the Father. So now, that means the Bible does not really start in Genesis. It started in the book of John. Because of now, John tells you about the things that happened before the creation of heaven, of earth. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and see what I'm talking about. Now, Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Listen to this. He says, The earth was without form and void. And darkness, that darkness we underlined from that part, that darkness, the earth had darkness. And the Bible says, the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now listen to this. Then God said, let there be light. Which light was that? The light that he spoke about in the book of John. The one that I said you must underline. He says, let there be light. So when he said, let there be light, he was simply saying, Christ must just come and rule in this world. So Christ ruled in the world before the world was began. And I can imagine, because when you read the book of John 16, verse 23 and 22 and 23, says whenever we ask anything, we must ask it in the name of Jesus. Can I, I ask myself a question. Did maybe God use the same name when he created the world? Did he maybe say that he would say, in, the, in Jesus' name, let there be light? I asked myself because of Jesus was there and he is the one who helped him to create everything. It is the word. Am I planning what I'm saying? I'm not planning it. I'm not saying that it's, it's I'm not saying out of my own mind, but it is in the word. And the Bible says, let there be light and there was light. Now, here is something that I realized. When God said, let there be light, he was not talking about the sun. Because the sun comes on the fourth day. Ooh. So when there's no sun, that means that the light that we see is Christ himself. Hallelujah. And then the word came to the world and became the flesh. And when he lived amongst us, there's a certain way he lived his life. And that life, it is exactly the life we must imitate. Hallelujah. 
I always tell people, there's a difference between the children of God and the people of God. There's a difference between the children of God and the people of God. We are not all the children of God. We may all belong to God as his people, but few of us are children of God. Who are the children of God? The children of God are those who have received God as a Lord and Savior. The people of God are those who are not who haven't who haven't received the 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 the, the, the what the Lord as their Savior. And that is in the book of John, chapter number one, verse number twelve. Read it for me. Read it for me quickly. John chapter one, verse number twelve. Chapter number, verse number 12. It says here, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. So, basically, you have a right to be called a child of God when you receive God as a Lord and Savior. So, come on, when you walk on the street, you must know that you are not as safe, the same as the people of God. Hallelujah. And that is why there's a certain authority you have, even above Satan, because when you walk as an imitator of God, you walk fearlessly. Because fear is not part of our lives. Oh my God, oh my God. Let's go quickly to the book of Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 1. I just want to read the scriptures before I get to where I want to go. Hallelujah. Because sometimes I forget when I get too hyper. Hallelujah. Ooh. Oh God. oh, God, help me. Help me not to get too hype. <laughs> Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 1 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also he loved us and given himself for us. Now, first verse says, Therefore, be imitators of God. As dear children. The other one, NLT says, be, the, be imitators of God because you are his children. So, what does that mean? It means that wherever you go, you should never be surprised when people don't do what they do. You should never be surprised when you go right, people are going left. And, and never feel awkward because of certain things that happens in the life of the people. It's because they want to go to the direction where the people of God are going, not where the children of God are going. You see, when the children of God are going to a certain direction, the people of God are going to the certain direction. They all belong to God, but the others are the children, the others are the people. Woo! You're not the same. You're not the same. You're not the same. There are those who walk in the presence of the Lord, man. Hmm. You know, when they go and drink and dive and you see that, you know, there are people in the church who are one leg in the church and one leg out of the church. On Sunday, they dance with the saints. On Saturday, they dance with the sinners. Because, you see, they don't understand that they are imitators of God. When you come into the presence of the Lord, your life changes forever. Hallelujah. Even if you can stumble and fall, you rise as a child of God. Hallelujah. Even when God punishes you, he punishes the sin in you because you are a child. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says that you cannot walk with God while you're holding the devil in hand. And we have Christians who does that. They're walking with God, but they're holding Satan in the hand. Mfundis, what are you talking about? Immediately when you find yourself coming to church and be able to lie after church, you are walking with God, but holding the devil. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <sighs> oh my God, oh my God. I must stand out now. I'm getting hyped up. Okay. <laughs> ah. Immediately when you start, Gossiping about people. You must know that you are working with God, but you are holding the devil with his hand. You must know that. Because of these things are not the part of the people of God. Are not the part of the children of God, but they are the part of the people of God. And that's the problem we have in the society today. They want us to accept the people of God the way they are. It's fine, we can accept them. But the minute they change and say we are children of God, we can't accept them like that. We say when you have become a child of God, you have to be the imitator. So that means lifestyle must change. But in the kingdom must push. Yeah, the Bible says he puts a sing at it. How many of them are puts a bang at But Salaba puts a badawa jar. No, Maraimanga puts you in if class one year wine and get It's okay if you drink one glass of wine, but unfortunately, you never drink one glass. That's the only challenge. Only if you were drinking one glass, yeah, maybe we would praise the Lord, but right now, you are not. And because of your Kshola, Yegelu Sataning and Zantuba Melekunkulukun. And that's exactly what we need in the house of the Lord. We need radical Christians. Who is going? The Bible, the Bible says that we must run away from things that look like sin. Not that they are sin, that look like. In other words, my sister, don't find yourself in brother's car alone. My sister, don't find yourself in the brother's room alone because of you must run away from sin. Not, not, yeah, hey, that look like sin. I'm from this, you know, but we mistake, but we mistake. So, Nakana Nakumula each jacket, but we mistake. And then, Gua Puma is skip, but we mistake. Gua Pumi band, but we mistake. Naka Tulabo. So when all this thing were coming out, when you're not realizing that it was a mistake. Woo! Also figure who put me at the last thing. But we mistake. No, it's because of you. You know you're taking the imitation wrong. You don't know who you are. You don't understand your identity. Because once you understand your identity, you will, know, you will run from things that look like sin. Not things that are sin. Hallelujah. And the people say, yeah, but the church hates, you know, it hates people of our caliber. And I said, what caliber is that? You know, our gays and lesbians. I said, no, the church does not hate you. He said, what do you mean? I said, they hate what you do. I said, you see, homosexuality is the same as murder, is the same as lying, is the same as everything else that is a sin. 
So we love you as a person, but we hate what you do. You must just leave what you do. We love you enough to tell you that, listen, that is not the type of a lifestyle God wants you to have. He has a better one for you. And they say, no, but you're discriminating. I'm not discriminating. This is out of love. This is out of love. And the Bible says, no, but, but, but this kind of things are not going to enter in the kingdom of heaven. When you tell them that, they'd rather leave the church. You have heard, you have heard that the, one of the biggest churches in the Soweto, as the pastor was preaching against sins in the church, when he got to this one, some people walked out of the church. And they, and, and they said, and they said, listen, and they said, uh, but, but let me tell you something. Uh, our pastor never preaches like that. And they say, but if the pastor doesn't preach, what is it? I mean, it's in the Bible. The pastor did not plan it. It's in the Bible. And why? Because you see, people want to come the way they are in the kingdom of God. And there's nothing wrong with it. The problem is they want to remain the same way. Once you come into the presence of the Lord, you must allow. Doesn't the book of Romans chapter 12 verse number 2 says that you must be conformed. Do not conform into the, the, the standard of this world, but be transformed. In other words, once you enter into the house of the Lord, you must, we must see transformation. You cannot be lying the way you were lying. You cannot gossip the way you were gossiping. You cannot be changing girlfriends the way you were changing them. You can't be changing boyfriends the way you were changing them. You cannot be uh, host, hostile and unforgiving and, and all these things that you have been and you are in the house of the Lord. How? How? Someone came to me and said, uh, as now I'm being born again, do you think, you know, I'm thinking of putting a verse here on my hand as a tattoo. I said, ooh, Jehovah. And I said, I said, okay, ah, you know what? After I read what I read, you'll just decide what you're going to do. He said, okay. I said, let's go to the Bible. Then I opened 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 19 and 20. And it says, don't you know that your body is a temple of the living God? The one who lives in it. And it says, that body does not belong to you because it was bought with a high price. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19 and 20. When you read the next chapter, which is Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 says that... Uh, let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. This one, I want to read it because of I want to capture it. It says... I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Present what, Bazalwani? Your body. Present what? Not your spirit and soul. Your body. Because some people say, no, but we get born again our spirit and souls. Our bodies don't get born again. But here the Bible says something. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your, your bodies a living sacrifice. One, 
two, holy, three, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service unto the Lord. Now I ask a person, I say, have you ever went to any church building? He says, yeah. I said, have you ever seen it with spray paint on it? He says, no. I said, okay. I said, do you know anybody who, try, who drive a Rolls Royce? He says, yeah, I do see them sometimes. I don't know them, but I see them. I said, have you seen any of them with markings on it? He says, no. He said, why? Why? Because of their expensive. Because of they, they, they honor them. Because of they respect them. Now I say, how more is your body more important to God? Because you are an imitator of God. I don't even have to go to the verse in the book of Leviticus that says, do not put tattoos on your body. I did not have to go there. I just went to where they preached to themselves. I say, Let, read it and then go pray about it. You will tell me your answer. Whatever you have answered, I don't have a say. Because if you see, when you become an imitator of God, you become exactly what God says you must be. And how is that? Because now I gave you all things you shouldn't be when you're an imitator. What is it that you need to be? It's Galatians 5.22. You need to walk in love. You need to walk in love. People should see the love of God by just looking at you. Say, this brother is so lovable, man. Oh, this brother is so lovable. Hmm? They must look at you and say, this brother is so patient. And, and I was reading uh, uh, Psalm 37, that the, the message we are busy with, and it says, delight in the Lord. So part of the reason why our prayers are not answered is because of we are not delighting in the Lord. And I looked at this and said, so part of the other challenges that we are facing is that delighting in the Lord is trying to fit in with the society. When they do things, we want to do the things because we are not delighting in the Lord. And the Lord says, we must be the imitators. We must imitate them by being patient. By being patient. This is an example I love when I, when I speak to married couples. I say, um, when I get to the seminars, I ask them a question. I said, um, how many of you uh, brothers, uh, husbands, think that you are patient? Can I, can I see by the raise of hands? And, I, and everybody, I'm patient, I'm patient. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I said, how many of you do you go with your wife shopping? And uh, everybody go like, yeah, I know, I know, that one is a challenge. And I said, it's because of the fact that when women go to shopping, they will enter into the first shop and see what they want. But they will go to other 20 shops and look for it in a better price, before they go back to the same shop, they entered the first time to buy it. <laughs> Woo. So it requires a husband to have a fruit of patience. Because now, you see, women do not want, wives don't want you to, to be there so that you can pay. No, they want you to be there so that they can be in companionship. And you see, when you are an imitator of God, when you move with her, when she does all things, you look at her, I have patience, I have patience. You need to declare it, because if you don't declare it, my God, my God. 
The other part of patience is, is being good. You know, wherever I go, Bazalwan, I remember I, I, after I, 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 I got born again in 2007, same year I got married, same year I got the call of God of being a pastor, same year. All this at once, it was overwhelming. But after I, 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 I got born again, and uh, I, I say I got born again in 2007, but before 2007, I grew up in the church. Because it's possible to grow in the church and not be born again. And learn how we do things, and learn how to operate a camera, and, learn how, and you find yourself, without giving your life to God, operating a camera and doing all these things. You are not born again. If you were to die, just right next to that camera, hell is where you are going. Oh, sorry, sorry, camera lead. But, but, but you see, I am showing you that following them to church is not being born again. Being born again is taking action. Confessing with your mouth. Believing with the heart that Jesus is the Lord. And that is being born again. Most of us, we grow with parents who go to church and we think we are born again. 2007, how old was I at that time? And I realized that, heaven, I've been going to church and I've never found myself raising my hands and saying, God, I'm giving my life to you. And at that time, that's when I did it. Oh, where was I? Why did I come here? <laughs> no, I was talking about a story. I was talking about a story. Patience, patience. Yeah, yeah I remember now. I remember now. But, 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 but here is what was happening. And uh, wherever I go, yes. So wherever I go, uh, I went and worked at APSA. At the first time I, I found a job. And uh, I started walking, uh, finding, uh, understanding who God is and everything about God. And you see, when I got there, there are certain things I was not doing that they were doing. You know? And because of that, they were noticing that I am different from them. And they kept on asking that what is going on in their lives, I mean, in my life, because of now I am doing these things that they are not doing, you know. And from there, they realized that every after few, maybe a few hours or something, I have a Bible and I'm reading. And guess what? Without telling them anything, they realized that I am someone different. And they started calling me a pastor. They did the same thing after I moved from Absa to Johannesburg. They, when I got there, I never told anybody that I'm a Christian. I just took my Bible and at lunchtime I would sit there and read verses. And they say, why do you always read the Bible? I say, because of it's feeding my spirit and my soul. And after that, they call me a pastor. And after that, I went to the city of Jobek. The same thing happened. And after that, I resigned and started a business. Wherever I would go, they would call me a pastor. Why? Because of the imitation of God upon my life was exactly what I needed all the time. And as I walk and imitate God in my actions, in my doings, in my everything, complying to the fruit of the Spirit, that's when God was changing my life to be better and better. And though I came in it and Lamanton 
Why has it driven a? Ungatim mintinyanso. So I smoked that, and once I left that and start to imitate God, because So as I go in, I was leaving everything behind. And when I went into the kingdom of God now, I remember when I, after the business giving me flames, the devil fighting all the direction, I went and looked for a job and I went and go into the company called ZTE. When I got into ZTE, uh, there was this young man in ZTE. Oh my good God. This young man, every day I walk in, he swears at me. He says, F word, who are you in? And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? And as I am there, first month comes in, second month goes in, third. And then I ask this other brother, I say, what's wrong with this guy? He then tells me, he says, I don't know, man. But what I realize about you coming here, this guy is one of the guys who all the managers feared him. And he was telling all the employees that, you know what? I go on your But since all of a sudden, everything you know, since And I was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. And this guy continued Barcelona. That's my to give me. And people started calling me two months. They started calling me Umfundis. Hey, Umfundis, Umfundis, hey, Umfundis. And then he said, Umfundis, my Lord, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. There was a time I remember because that, that job took me away from my family and took me away from God. Because of now, I had no time to pray. I had no time. You must be careful of such. I had no time to pray. I had no... Then the flesh in me raised one day. I think it was 12 months late. 12 months. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I went there. I said, I said, one day after I went to my mom. Never. Never. Not in front of when I did that, the office jumped. And as they jumped, the manager grabbed me. He took me outside. And as he takes me out, I, I, foot, no, what, he grabbed me. As he grabbed me, somebody walks in and said, Mfundis, why are these a, a, a front desk? I said, okay. Then I left. I went to the front desk. When I got to the front desk, reception lady says, sit down. I said, huh? He said, Listen, you are a different person. You can never allow yourself to scoop level down to that person's life. So I actually called you to save you from yourself. I said, what? He said, yeah. And guess what? For the fact I said, I got a final warning. Yana has been angtoka for 12 months. Man, I said, what's a ladder? And I got a final warning. And I realized that when you imitate God in whatever you're doing, the devil will be against you, but the Jesus in you will always shine. And you shall walk like never th nothing has happened. And I guess what? Let me, tell you, uh, let me tell you this last thing. Guess what? 
as this guy have been swearing at me for that 12 months, there's always one gentleman who's looking. He's not saying anything. He keep on coming to me and saying, man, um, I want to be born. What, what, what do you do? Because I'm born again. I tell him this. He said to me, I want to be born again. I said, why? He says, I just feel like I need to. I said, oh, okay. And then I remember we're in the basement and, basement and I was praying. And God was doing things. But Zolana, I saw myself preaching to a Chinese and I saw myself, I, I saw myself going into the Bible, googling some scriptures and translating them into Chinese, so, so that I can send to them in that company. So God, I did not just go there for nothing. God made me to go there for a reason, but this guy was a problem. And as I imitated God in everything that I did, this young man says, "I want to be born again." And and he got born again, but he continued. That guy was a problem. He was drinking, he was smoking, he was, you know, you can name them all. And he, 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 he continued doing it. Every time they would call, where are you? Are you? I'm, I'm then they look on the computer, they say, he says he's somewhere, but he's somewhere. But I never judged him. Whenever he comes, I kept on saying, when are God is looking for you? But Zalwani, I left the company because of the, because I, I prayed a prayer, I said, Father, there's a lot that happened in that company, but I, because of time, I'm not going to be able to explain it. But I prayed and I say, Father, if you need me to sit in this company, if it's your will, let me. But if it is not your will, please take me out. And, and, and it happens. 18 months later, I was, um, they called me and they said, they, they accused me of something that I didn't even do. They said, uh, yeah, and, but now the company is going through some challenges and everything. And then it, it was a problem with how Huawei and Apple that was happening in America and trade and all these things. And then they had to drop stuff. I was the first to come out. And I was like, oh, okay, Jesus is Lord. Fast forward this year. That was in 2019. Fast forward this year. This young man calls me. He said, guess what? I said, oh. he says, I got married and I am a born-again Christian, and I'm going to send you a video. When he sent me a video, he sent me a video taking an offering in the church. Yeah. I was like, what? I said, God, I never preached to this guy. He says, yes, but you walked upright. You became an imitator. That's all he needed to see. And because of that, the life of that guy changed. And I'm telling you today, Basalwane, if you can take this Bible and not just read it, but be the doer and actively be in your society, in the family, in every... They, 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 no, they cannot compare you to the, the church. No. They must look at the fact that you before your People must see the change of heart, the change of condition, the change of, of emotion, the change of everything in your life because of you are the Lord's son. You are the Lord's daughters. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God. And if you read the book of Galatians 12, being faithful is a fruit. It's something that you ask God for. God, I am unfaithful in certain things. I need you to help me to be faithful. God, I know I don't have self-control. I need self-control. You need to be able to say, God, I'm too, I'm too harsh. And the Bible says I need the spirit of gentleness. And the Bible will, God will make the spirit of gentleness to come upon your life. You must be able to say that. God, I need peace. Everything is going on. I need peace. 
I need joy. Some of you are so grumpy, you don't understand what's happening with you. Because of you know there's no spirit of joy in you. The fruit is not there. But you've been coming for church in church for two years now. Oh, are you not becoming the imitator already? Because when you are in the house of God, you must be an imitator. Hallelujah. Say with this, say this with me. Say, I am the imitator of God. What God say I must do, I will do. Hallelujah. Say this, I was designed to follow God. And it is because of God that I am able to follow him successfully. Say, Jesus, know my voice. And I know his voice. Because some of the reason why you are not imitating him is because you are not listening. You are not hearing him. And he's telling you, don't do it, don't do it. But you end up doing it because of, you see, you don't hear his voice. But those who imitate God hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. There's a scripture, I think it's in Romans chapter 8. Um, I read it and then we close. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14 says, For all who are led by, God, by the Spirit of God, are children of God. Those who are led by? They are what? Those who are led by? They are what? Verse 15 says, so, so you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Verse 16 says, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his hers. In fact, together with Christ, we are hers of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his suffering. And there's a verse that says, Hi, Levesley. I say for now, think valid, serious, for sure. For sure. We, we, we are the imitators of God because we are God's children. Not everybody can do it. Not every, don't expect everybody to love you who are just the people of God. But expect the children of God to love you. So if you are in the house of the Lord and you find that there are people who cannot love you, must know. They have a long way to go. They are still in the journey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, that's the verse. It's in the book of um, Matthew 24. Um, Jesus says something very profound there. He says, those who are born again must be born again till the end. So in other words, it's possible for you to be able to be born again. I think it's verse 24 or something. It's possible for you to be born again, and if you're not going to be born again till the end, that means it's possible that you're not going to go into the kingdom of God. How do we remain born again till the end? By following the exercises that Jesus did. Prayer. Living, walking in love. 
in peace, in patience, and uh, forgiving people. And those are the exercises that we must always follow.